That's all right. All right, everybody. This is Jay Baldi's This is Planet Texas. I have Costa. I have Costa with me. He specializes in limited when it comes to Magic the Gathering. He's also part of the ATX Grony podcast. Is that correct? Yeah, sorry. I gave you my old, my old one. This is old. It's all right. Well, he's the co-host for MTG Untapped. You want to tell yourself, tell everybody about you a little bit yourself? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I run away with Mike. He's the host of the show. And, you know, like you said, I specialize in limited play, but, you know, we talk about all kinds of things in Magic. Also a hooper, believe it or not. And I know that might be a shocker for you, Jay, because, uh, I'm a big guy, but uh, I run basketball uh, for my wife's church on Tuesday nights, dude. And uh, I, oh man, I tell you what, I'll give you a quick story before we get into this. Yeah, give me a story. How far can take it? It's, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Uh, my wife's church. They also do uh, volleyball. You know, just as like a family fun thing. And uh, at the end, of the day towards the end of it, one of the guys comes up to me and says, "Hey, the, I heard that you run the Tuesday night basketball here." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Hey, you want to play?" Like some three on three, got a couple guys here. We can do a raptor work. Like, sure. So you know he's a skinny guy, lanky, tall. You know he looks similar basketball build, whatever, or like what you would think a, an ideal basketball player looks like. And uh, you know, so we're just kind of shooting around, and we, you know, we get the game going. The first play, this dude tries to steal the ball from me, and I just did this little hezzy crossover, skated right on in. I looked up and said, "It's gonna be a long game." <laughs> you're just like just tell me it's a good thing it's a church <laughs> yeah exactly I had to be honest man I had to be honest <laughs> yeah like good thing you're at church no you should keep going man it's fucking always something like it's it's good for when people know more about the person that we're having these conversations so alright so on today's rundown Today's rundown, we're going to be uh, changing up a little bit. We're going to talk about some NBA. We're going to talk about the difference between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And uh, hopefully it doesn't rile up anybody too much. But, yeah. So we're going to talk about the one that wants to be the GOAT. And we're going to actually talk about the GOAT. Because I'm going to get it started already. So, how many how many finals have LeBron James been to? Like 10? Uh, yeah, it's been it's- been a lot like 10 right something like that yeah but how many lebron lebron is one of the greatest players of all time i'll sit there and say that i will personally sit there and tell you lebron james is yeah. one of the 10 top dude 10 times that he's been in the finals man yeah but he hasn't won them all he's not michael jordan michael jordan is six and oh no one's even come close to him yeah. so what do you think all right so i got i have a few things Go ahead and just be up front right now. I, I don't I don't care for LeBron James. I really don't. <laughs> uh, so are you a LeBron hater or you're just gonna give us what it actually is? So which one is I, it? Look, I like to I like to think that I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some facts here, but people are gonna call me a LeBron hater. And that's fine. I, I'm so used to this man. I mean this is all we talked about back in high school and the conversation hasn't stopped. So I'll, I'll, let me we're, this is going to be a conversation for sure, but let me go ahead and, and drop some things. First thing is, I actually don't care about the the six times Jordan went undefeated, and I don't care that LeBron James has been in the finals ten times. To me, as we start to articulate this conversation, it's kind of irrelevant because I'm going to talk about some intangible. So you're telling me, you're telling me that it doesn't matter 
about how many times LeBron James has been to the finals against how many titles that Michael Jordan has won. It's not relevant for this conversation because that's what everyone uses. But we're going to use something different. What are we going to use? Tell everybody what we're going to use. We're going to talk about the eye test, man. And, and, that, and that's not factual. It's very subjective. I get that. But we're going to incorporate some of that stuff in here because here's the thing. At the end of the day, once you get, you know, once LeBron got to five finals, you kind of a, a different team, right? You, you're, you're better than most of the field that's ever played basketball. Same thing with Jordan. Once you, you know, you won three of them back to back, you're in a different level. So we got to talk about the things that separate them. And saying that he went six times, you know, I could, you, when we're talking about uh, Jordan, you know, I could bring up that, well, he didn't make it until he got to X season and after, you know, the Bad Boy Pistons and the Jordan rules. Same thing with LeBron. I could bring up LeBron. Yeah, he's been in the finals X amount of times. But he didn't get over the hump until he created the super team and we're not going to win one, not two, not three. So I can bring those kind of things. But, and we, you know, and a lot of people talk about Jordan or LeBron and, you know, how he's breaking all those stats, you know, all every single stat he's going to break. He's also been playing a lot longer. So th- there's, there's those things. But let's talk about the leadership, man. Let's talk about the leadership for a second. There's a big argument, there's a big belief out there that when LeBron goes to a team, that they become that the team becomes better. Not that he individually is making each player better. I'm sorry, it's the other way around. That, that he's making the entire team better because he gets to the finals, but I don't think he's making individual players better. I, I'm curious what you think about that first. So can I tell you what I personally feel and think about LeBron James? Sure, I think if you want to make it to the NBA Finals, if you want to turn your team around, you go and you get LeBron James. Okay. But if you want the greatest of all time, you get Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is in the ballparks of Tom Brady. You know, you can't really... Tom Brady's one of the greatest players of all time. Michael Jordan's one of the greatest of all time. Wayne Gretzky is one of the greatest players of all time. There are tons of players that we put in that category. And we don't really put LeBron James in the very tippity top. We put LeBron James on like the class B. He's like the second level of greatness. But he's not actually one of the greatest players. Now, why, why do you think that is though? Like from your personal take, what is making you put him as a, as a tier B versus? I would put LeBron James as a tier B due to the fact that he doesn't really have the record of Michael Jordan and we're living at the time where we have social media and if you really want to know if you really want to know everything about LeBron James you can actually do that using the internet you can find out that he was the all-defensive you can find out that he was the all-star you can find out all about his scoring titles you can do all that but for Michael Jordan we didn't have any of that when we were growing up we didn't know what we knew about now they had to make they had to make a series about Michael Jordan on ESPN and show it on ABC for us to find out who Michael Jordan really was. So we had like a, a level. Hmm? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, a lot, of people would, a lot of people would argue actually that that is actually at a disadvantage to LeBron James because of social media. And I'm glad you touched on that because we're going to add something in here. But let me first bring up this point. A lot of people say that LeBron has it harder because of social media. Because before he was ever in the NBA, you know, he was the chosen one. Now, the 
thing that they I, I hate that they don't bring up in these damn shows is that LeBron egged that on. I mean, he egged that on. He he accepted the role of the chosen one. He knew how great he was. In all fairness, as a basketball player, I've yet to really meet a basketball some of the best basketball players I've played. I've yet to meet any of them not cocky as hell or confident. Now, I think the ones that are next echelon are the ones that are humble and continue to learn and aren't just, you know, ball hogging and whatnot and play as a team. But the guys who are going to be the, just below that and better than the rest of the field are super confident. So kudos to him for believing himself. But he egged that on, right? And so the thing that I want to touch on with social media is why is it that LeBron James, how he responds to social media, is considered a response but someone like Kevin Durant albeit he does have you know he used to probably still has those those sleeper accounts or whatever you want to call them where he's you know picking a fight as a different alias on his Twitter but why is it that LeBron gets praised for that but Kevin Durant gets called a crybaby you know I could I could tell you why and when you give me an opportunity yeah yeah hit it hit it because Kevin Durant is the most unluckiest player in the NBA he is the most unluckiest player. He is like one of the worst stars that you could possibly have in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll totally tell you that. Look, the man was in Oklahoma. You had Westbrook. What's his name? He's on the Sixers now. James Harden. James Harden. James Harden. James Harden. You're telling me that you couldn't keep the team together to win a championship because of what? A couple of a couple million dollars? We're talking about a couple million dollars realistically in order to keep him or send him to Houston. That's what we're really talking about. And if you were, if you were about the NBA, then you would know the story. Yeah. And then he goes and he loses to the Warriors. And then he joins the Warriors. He joins the enemy, the team that beat him in the finals. I'm like, I don't feel sorry for that guy. He just ruined it. He just ruined the chase. Like, there's no point in watching the NBA if you already know the outcome. That's fair. That's fair. There, there are a couple things with that. I think at the time when him, Russell, and Harden were on, you know, in that final championship when LeBron got his first, they were a lot younger. And people, I mean, even Oklahoma, and, and to be fair, I think that's more on Oklahoma than it is on Kevin Durant, that they didn't really believe in his skills enough because... But you're not telling me that Westbrook and Durant didn't have... The cliche or the push or, or whatever it is that you want to call it to be like, hey, look, we really want this guy on our team. He's no, really sure. good. Don't trade him away for nothing. No, you're right. That's you know. Fair. I mean, that, that's a. I mean, at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. It's like if I was at my job, right, and, and, and I have done this before. I have stuck up for coworkers that I was like, you know what? I think you're to my manager. Right? I've said, hey, I think you're unfairly treating this person. Like, I think you need to give him a chance. And it made a difference now. Ultimately, it didn't matter what the manager thought. They were out. But I did make it public, right? And I did let my manager know, hey, I need this person needs a chance. So, no, that's fair. And you didn't really hear that from, from Kevin Durant and, and, and Russell Westbrook. But yeah, but, you know, the difference between, like, you and me is, like, we're not the stars of the team. Like, we weren't the, the assistant. Like, if the assistant managers would go and be like, hey, I think you should give this guy an opportunity – the manager would probably be like, all right, we're going to give this guy an opportunity. We're going to give him a second chance. Pay him what we need to pay him. Just be in there, and we're going to make the finals. 
And at least when LeBron, at least when LeBron went to Miami and he did the whole little skit of like the number of titles they're going to win, he lost to Dallas. And that created a reason to watch the NBA the next season. Oh, man, don't even get me started about that. What do you mean? That's You want to go there? We're going to go there, buddy. This is how it works. You know, you know, like I know, the best thing that happened to NBA hardcore fans was watching LeBron James lose. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But, against but Dallas. A team that should have never been to the finals, much less win the championship. Oh, I'm totally on board with, with Dallas winning. Don't get me wrong. What I'm not on board with is the following year when they win against Oklahoma, against a Kevin, an unproven Kevin Durant, yes, scoring title champion you know, with, with a high-energy Russell Westbrook and an underrated uh, James Harden. But those guys were young as hell, first of all. Second of all, LeBron James is not in those games without Shane Battier and Mike Miller, bro. And let me tell you, when they were losing in that series, I, and it's real fuzzy because it's been it's been some time. It's all right. I'm sure you'll remember. I I'm, I'm sure you will remember because you need to remember real quick, fast, in a hurry. I do remember them being down the series, and I remember at or sorry, it was either tied or they were about to be down. And I remember Shane Battier coming in the third quarter. Out of nowhere, bro, hitting these crazy threes that he wasn't making. I mean, granted, he was a three-point shooter, but not the threes that he was making. And I remember LeBron James straight up just lethargic, doing what LeBron does when he's losing because he's doing it right now as a Laker. And I remember this dude finally – he pulled – dude, he, and, I'm a, and just for the record, so because I didn't point this out, I am a huge New England Patriot fan and I'm a huge Boston Celtic fan. One of the things I get crap for as a Boston Celtic fan is when Paul Pierce got carted off in the last, it was like the fourth quarter of, uh, I think it was against LeBron, or it might have been the Lakers or something. I can't remember this the whole game, but he got carted off because he got hurt, and then he comes out of nowhere like nothing happened when they're, when they're up. That's what LeBron James does, bro. And if it wasn't for Shane Battier doing it in that third game, and I think Mike Miller going crazy in the fourth game, we would not even be talking about LeBron James having that championship, and that and that's the thing for me where I'm, where we start getting into the difference between Jordan and LeBron. Those are the, the, the distinction, the mindset. I mean, is that really a distinction, though? Is that really? You gotta look at look at the look at the role players that the Bulls had, and then look at the role players when LeBron James was successful. They're pretty similar. Yeah, I, and I actually agree with that. And a lot of people don't point that out. They just point out that. Scottie Pippen, you know, Hall of Famer, and then LeBron James didn't, you know, hasn't, you know, I think through his career, I don't know, it's a pretty low count of, like, Hall of Famers he had to go through in order to get to, to win those six championships. But, dude, they, they also don't pass out Hall of Fames like they do now. Like, you know, you talk about those players, and, and of course, it's later, it's the latter part of the careers, and then as you get later on, they start handing them out, but... I swear everyone makes in the Hall of Fame now. And so those guys that were playing in like the late 90s, 2000, they're all Hall of Famers because they just pass them out. And don't get me wrong, those guys, I, the guys that are Hall of Famers, they deserve it. But I, I bet there was a lot of players in the 80s and early 90s that probably should have gotten Hall of Fame recognition too. But the way we keep up with metrics and stats and how we watch the games, it's a lot different going back to what you were saying, uh, you know, especially with social media now. Uh, 
it's a lot different, right? And so you can see a lot more what those guys do. So, um, yeah, man. I, oh, man. It, it, it drives me nuts. When, when so if I were to tell you some of the role players that the Chicago Bulls had in order to win their championships, I'm looking at Tony Kukoc. I'm looking at B.J. Armstrong. I'm looking at Steve Kerr. John Paxton. I'm looking at quite a few different people. Bill Winnington. I'm looking at Will Purdue. Dickie Simpson. I don't even know who Dickie Simpson is, but he has three championships with, with the Bulls right. out of the six. But the main two are Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. And everybody else is just kind of like those three teams. They went there with... Oh, yeah. Dennis Rodman's always the given. But Dennis Rodman is the easy one that you I don't need to say because no one's going to remember. Everybody's going to remember Dennis Rodman. But nobody's going to remember, like, Jason Caffrey. I mean, the role players. The role players are the big difference. Like, look at the Lakers now. Look at their role playing. Their role playing sucks. Yeah. Their role playing sucks, but you know their names, though, because of how they're marketed. And that's the crazy thing. And that's, again... We'll, we'll keep saying that LeBron James had to work so hard and that his life has been so much harder and that the players that he played against are so much better than whatever Jordan had to play against. But I don't think... The other argument that comes out of this is I hate when people try to cross generations. Like, Jordan couldn't play in today's NBA and LeBron couldn't play in Jordan's NBA. There might be some truth to that, but here's the here's the given. We will never know because they never played in each other's eras. What I can tell you is how they dominated their eras, and just because LeBron now is a physical monstrosity. I mean, the dude, uh, I mean, like I said, I might be a quote-unquote LeBron hater, but I recognize amazing talent and amazing athletic ability when I see it. That dude is a monster. I mean, he keeps up with his body very well. He knows how to market himself very well. He's a successful businessman. He does all those things correctly. He does. He also he he's also uh, was in the runnings for a uh, what is it for a bad Academy Awards for Space Jam two? Yeah, 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 best actor. <laughs> yeah. 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 The best actor for uh, the Raz the Razzies the Razzies is what yeah, it's called. And yeah, that's the difference, and that's the difference. That's a mindset difference, man. That's Jordan. Would it do that, man? Well, you know, and honestly, to defend LeBron James on that one, we're talking about Space Jam. We're not talking about an Academy Award winning like movie here. We're talking about Bugs Bunny and all the other Looney Tunes. Now, I'm talking about his flopping. I'm saying he should have got a, he did great acting in his career for flopping. My God. He gets touched and he looks like someone took a shotgun to his head and blew him away. Like, he. You know, that is the secret dynasty right there is my Spurs. It is, it is. The secret dynasty. It is. And I, I didn't care for them much either, but let me tell you, I, I respect the hell. In fact, I was there for uh, Pop's uh, most winningest coach in, in NBA history. I took my grandfather to it because it was a, uh, a fellowship night for the Spurs. So we got the tickets for, for dirt cheap. Oh, yeah? My a huge Spurs fan. Yeah, and so... Uh, I was there to witness it, and, and I respect the hell out of it, man. Like, that dude, what he's done with his teams, 
is 100% what I would do as a coach. I make sure that everyone understands their role, like you're talking about, where they fit, and we're just going to win games, man. We're not going to, we're not going to, not one, not two, not three, none of this crap that LeBron does. We're going to go out there and just, you know, put our money where our mouth is and, and win these games. You know, that was the best moment of the Miami Heat. And then it, once he said all that, it was. It felt like it was a wrap after that. Right. And then we watched them play together, and they. It, it takes a minute to to see greatness. It really does. Like it's just not something that magically happens. Even Michael Jordan, 